0: All right, before we get this podcast kicked off, uh we are going to be on vacation for a week and it's a vacation in COVID. Time. I'm not doing a lot mm. and I have built up a lot of Miguel and Holly stickers oh. that I want to get out okay. of me. So, what?
1: get out of you? Get out of
0: me? That's, I don't know.
1: What are we going to cut them out of you? Yes. You going to poop them
0: out? I'm oh. going Mm, oh, yes, I'm going to poop my mouth. Uh, if you want some <laughs> non-poop covered Miguel and Holly stickers, gross, send me an email. Miguel, M-I-G-U-E-L uh, Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com with your name and address and I'll send those to you while we're on vacation next week. Also, platypus. We haven't said that in a while. Platypus is our code word if you listen to the podcast. And so coming up, uh, we have a special guest joining us on this edition of Miguel and Holly Uncensored.
2: Unscripted. Unshackled.
0: Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel. Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. You're a dumbass. Have a wonderful day, okay? Bye-bye now. Holly.
3: I finally got boobs and a butt back.
0: And Scotty the
3: body. Am I not as cool and good-looking as I think I am? The Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast.
1: No, my tongue feels too big today. Only from Hot
0: 101.5. Give me Kit Kat or give me death. Tampa Bay's new hit music. Well, hey, y'all. How you doing? Hi. Hey. We're almost done with this piece before vacation. That's why, you know, we
1: are on vacation mindset.
0: Uh, girl, this has been like a week. I feel like before vacation, I always get so topsy-turvy and just insane. Yes. Um, that I'm just like, what What are we doing? Like, I got hardcore senioritis.
1: Yeah, we're like in a, in a hurricane zone of sorts. It's like, how are we holding on
0: to things? Um, I'm curious, Scott. Yeah. Um, you this is your first full year post college yeah so like normally this is like that first time i feel like when you really realize what it's like to be an adult because you don't get summer vacation like
1: Ooh. Well, I forgot about that.
0: Like, remember that first full year out of college or if you didn't go to high school, you went into a job. And it's like once you you like you go through the year and maybe you get some days off for Christmas and, you know, maybe you take a day or two in the spring, you get Memorial Day. Yeah. And then you get to July 4th. And then after that, you're like, wait, so I don't get another day off until Memorial Day or Labor Day.
3: Yeah. That is a weird thought. I actually thought the other day just a dumb A dumb thing going through my head of, like, how adult life, and I remember, obviously, because we talked about this right before I graduated, and of course, I love my journey, but it's just funny how adult life is just not as glamorous and great as you think it is right before it begins.
1: Oh, man, you're right. And And I feel
3: like the old wise frog now, talking to people that just graduated, I'm like, well... (laughs) You better enjoy this little bit left, and I then I know. always ask him like, how is it? How are you doing yeah. with it? Because hey. I, I went through those same exact struggles, you know, st- right now, so to this day.
0: do you realize, like, does it make sense now why, you know, during your senior year when you were working on the show, and you would be like, I just want to be there with you all, I want to be learning, would be like, I don't care, don't come in, enjoy your spring break, go enjoy that last party, go enjoy that last trip. Go enjoy yourself because you're in it and you're going to be in it forever.
3: Yeah. It's so back and forth because I definitely, I'm so happy. Like, for example, like I remember the spring break trip I took last Mm -hmm. year and I'm so thankful for that trip because it was amazing. And now that I'm a year out and I'm, you know, my girlfriend, Mary still gets to do, have those breaks Mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't get to go on trips with her. And so Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful I did that trip with her because that was like one of the last big ones before I now don't have a choice really of when I have some time off because no. now we see the difference in our relationship where she's like, oh, I have off these couple of days or, mm-hmm. "Ooh, I have this break coming up. Can you come do something? And it's like, I am now. And that point in my career, well, no, I, I just can't. I can't right. take off that that couple of days or the week because you have off because I'm in it now. Now right. I'm just, you know, working and it's. It's weird because I am happy that I also did grind it out, and like obviously still, but in the beginning of wanting to be here because I do believe that is you know a continuous thing that just kind of stays with you, and it's mm-hmm. also why I am still here and still able to do what I'm doing. But at the same time, it is if I was to tell someone else, just continue to grasp onto those moments, right? Because now looking back, I'm like. Dang, that just flew by. That senior year flew by. Mm. Seeing my friends. Like, my best friend, Logan, I haven't seen in a year. An entire year. We have grown up together, and I haven't seen him in a year. That's what's,
1: I think, one of the craziest parts. Aside from, of course, no vacations or anything like that. Because when you're in college, you just can't even grasp what it looks like to work all the time. Like, it just... I was I was blown away. I was like, I'm tired. Like, by the time we got to <laughs> it was my first quote-unquote non-summer break. Mm. And everyone's like, ha, 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 shut up and get back to work. And I was just like, <laughs> sad. Um, and then also secondarily, I, in Ohio, we have snow days.
0: Oh. Mm. So
1: one time it was like a complete iced up blizzard in Ohio. And I was like, well, I can't drive to work. Like, do we get a snow day? Like, for real? Like, if you can't get to work, and my boss was like, I will come pick you up. Who do you think announces everybody else they get a snow day?
0: Oh, oh, oh welcome to the real world. Damn.
1: Hard, rude oh. awakening for me. And so I just oh. got my little self ready, had my butt out in the snow. <laughs> but the second, it's like the, the other sad yeah. thing is that. You're just not around your friends anymore. And I do know that some dudes get their bros together still, and some women have, like, this random group of adult-y women that get their happy hours and stuff. But for the most part, you don't because you either move away to get a job or you're out of your hometown anyway and you don't have those friends. Or people just spread out and people are busy. So, like, my college girlfriends – I'd never see them, obviously. I don't even live in the same state as them. So if one of them gets married, it's like a big deal because it's like, oh, my God, I get to see people. Not just we get to celebrate your wedding. Like, how are you? What do you look like? Mm. I haven't seen you in two years or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just really... It's a little sad. And it yes, is. you do have to work on keeping up. And I, yes. I have a good text relationship going with um a couple of my, like uh, my one friend from high school that I keep up with. Mm-hmm. We'll text every now and then. I text pretty frequently with one of my college friends who had to cancel her wedding for mm. uh, COVID reasons, by yep. the way. So mm. I was like, well, there goes that reunion. <laughs> but it's just like, we, you don't see these people. You get into this rut of you go to work, you come home, you pay your bills, and you do what you have to do to get by, and then Suddenly, life happens. Well,
0: and I was reading or no, I was listening to a podcast from NPR one time where they were talking about how middle aged men, uh, one of the reasons why they go through that middle life crisis yeah. is because in like when they're young, like you are Scott now and you're working, you still hang out with your buds. And then as soon as the kids come, things kind of change. And so then you spend the next 20 years of your life providing for your family, going to Little League games, going driving them to stuff and going on
1: trips And as with a quick aside for men especially, mm-hmm. so much weight is placed on them to be that person right. and not show emotion. And mm-hmm. you're just, you know, buck up and do it, bud. You just got to handle it. And right. And like my, most men cannot physically even admit that they're struggling.
0: And so then what happens is once the kids go off to college and it's just the wife and the the husband and they're like, wait, I haven't talked to Logan in 15 years. Holy moly. And so then you're like, wait, do I reach out? Does he reach out? And so the whole point of the story was just to work on those relationships. And, yes, it's hard, and you don't have to be like, all right, well, every Thursday we're going to have a one-hour conversation. But at least with technology you can text.
3: You can continuously check in. Right.
0: And even, like, I have friends that I haven't seen in, like, five years, and we still will just send, like, maybe once or twice a week funny memes right. that remind us from college or something yes. like that or something that we relate to where it literally I don't even know like what's happening day to day in their life but we still have that line of communication open, you know?
3: I find this like whole topic honestly so sad cuz we had the conversation recently and I brought it up to other friends. Miguel and I when you were talking about I wonder if we would be like if you would be able to go on like a cruise with your friends And the conversation got started because it was like, oh, what if we went to Japan? And then you got this whole crisis in your head of like, oh, wait, that'd be two weeks though. Can't take two weeks off. And it just got me thinking. I said it then and I'll say it now. It's like, it's just so weird to me that we literally have this entire life and we just, we work it away. Yes. Mm. We literally have this system where it's like, like you were just saying, where it's like you take, again, that's a whole other story when you're taking your kids and doing all these things, but you literally- do so much of just grinding just to survive. You work and, to live. Well, you have your kids, but you're missing them too. Because yeah. Because you're working. Right. Because you're, right. oh my gosh, yeah, that's a whole mm-hmm. other problem. But then it's like, next thing you know, it you're like seven, and you're like, well, damn. What I, happened to my life? I don't, like, that part kind of freaks me out a little bit because I don't want to just have this life where I'm like, just working all the time. And luckily, I love what we do. But like, just working all the time, you're working, you know, on, on an average job, like eight to five, you got, like, a couple hours with your wife or a husband. You got a couple hours with the kids. And then you just work. And right. you work and you work and you work and then you die. Like, that is just, I don't know, like, whatever could be done with that. But that part to me is just, the hell is the point of life? You're literally living, like, kind of just to survive, to just, just literally scrape by. Just to pay yeah. for
0: stuff and then die. Yeah, <laughs>
3: that is, like, that freaks me out. It's yeah. not uniquely American, but it is definitely solidly
1: American because some other countries don't have that model. Right, yeah. And I want to say, like, maybe Switzerland or Belgium or something mm. one of those countries over there they they don't live like that they don't place um like a high priority on these hard workers that work 40 50 60 hours a week and Look at that. He's a good worker. He's really, you know, getting that work done. And it's like for Americans, that's like what drives us. Nobody wants to be seen as lazy. And we are all just working ourselves to death. Whereas in other countries, and again, I don't remember which specific one, but they p- place priority on your family and right. they yeah. have paternal leave for when kids are born and they have ma- they actually pay for maternity leave which we still don't have by the way <laughs> do you, do you that's understand? effing mm-hmm. crazy yeah, to me it is right. everyone's like that's cool you can have a kid but get back to work immediately right. and so like other countries place um priorities on you get like a month off
0: mm-hmm. and it's just
1: written into your valid like anybody's work contract cuz they know you need time to recharge
0: oh and I feel like for me, that's, I'm on that, I'm in that, this point in my life and I think it's being in a relationship that sort of changed me because I forever have always been like, well, I don't need a vacation really. Like I can just work, work, work because I love work and I love it so much. Yeah. And then like when my boyfriend once a week, he goes to, they call it nerd night mm-hmm. where in our little group of friends, some of them will go and they um, started it with one of the Star Trek shows that was on Picard or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. I don't fucking know what it is, but they do that. Yeah. And, um, I was just like, I don't even know what it's like as an adult to like go have dinner during the week, Mm -hmm. you know? And I feel so bad for my boyfriend a lot of times when, because we have the same routine where I get home from CrossFit uh you know i rush take a shower i start cooking dinner he gets home we have a quick conversation i'm usually trying to rush him off to get a shower in because dinner's about to be ready we eat we watch a show and then we go to bed and then i know that he's like yearning to do because he's never had this sort of um uh what do you call it not devoted but restricted a uh, disciplined Discipline. type of yeah. lifestyle where like To do this job and to do it effectively, like, you have to get your sleep in. You've got to get your rest in because – I, I did this a lot when we were younger, where I'd be like, "Ooh, I can try it." I only did it a couple times, and yeah. I realized I you just can't perform at that level. The last time I tried to do that was uh, the Lizzo show. Oh God! When I remember, I stayed out, yeah. and it was so good. And I was I was like, "We're gonna leave early," but it was just so good. Oh yeah, we, we stayed into the very end. And then I rem- I remember the next day, I felt like I had a cold. Because my body physically was just like, oh, girl, you can't do two hours of sleep anymore and think you can come in here and perform at that level.
1: No.
0: I can't anymore.
1: No, there's just rules that have to be in place for this specifically and I'm sure other jobs too. Absolutely. But but any job where you have to have a weird sleep schedule is going to screw with your social life.
0: Right. And so and I feel like now for me being here about to be 35 next month for the first time in my life, I can sort of see this part of my life ending, like this career. Like, I used to always think that, like, oh, I'm going to do mornings until I- they push me out. Like, I'll be on Hot 101.5 till I'm, like, 60, and then I'll be like, <laughs> all right, bitch, you're done. We're going to push you over to the dove or yeah. you're just done. But I'm like, I don't know if I can physically do this job forever. Like, I thought I could.
1: Right. And, you know, I feel like some of the, the, the long haulers that have been in this career – they have, they've made so much money and they've made such established names for themselves that they're able to do things like take every Friday off, right? For example, like Howard like,
0: Stern. Look yes. at him; like he starts his show at seven. Yeah, I don't think I think he works like two or three days a week. Right, like girl, if we could have a contract like that. Once we reach like 40, come on.
1: Yeah. No, but uh, that's what I'm saying. It's right. like it's like by the time I think that's the only way you could have longevity in a career like this because
3: your body cannot handle it.
0: Right. It's it's a lot. And so I, I say all that to say, girl, welcome to the rest of your life.
3: Well, it's just like that's what I want to like one we talked about like how you never see friends for so long and like one thing I really I really want to try for my life is One, I want to, like, at least be able to live by some friends. I want to have a group like that because I find that such an escape. And right now I'm realizing, I'm like, man, I miss my people and my circle. And it makes it even worse because we're in COVID times. But then, two, I just – I've never had it where I've lived around family. And I've always – I've hated that. I've hated the fact that it's like I literally have family up in North Carolina that I've, like – I love them to death, but I've seen them, like – I could probably count how many times in my life I've seen them. Even though it's, it's like, probably once, twice a year – Like, to me, like, that just bothers the hell out of me because, again, it goes back to the principle that we just, we live to work instead of, like, working a little bit to live. And for me, it's like I really want to make a priority of, like, one, I really hope that wherever I end up living, and this is why I've really started to reevaluate where I want to go with my career because if it's versus being super successful or, like, Moderately successful and like being able to stay around family and friends like I want to prioritize that more you have to weigh that out yeah. yeah then versus like oh great I made it to the top of the freaking mountain but I don't have anybody around me I don't see my family ever and my family never gets to see me so like that part bothers me and I hope whenever this happens in my next I mean 23 now probably seven years these things are going to start kind of circling around yeah like I I have my parents near me because right. like again like I'm realizing how quick these things happen Mm -hmm. and how fast life is flying. I'm like, I just want to be able to, like, spend that time with you and for my kids to be able to have that time with you. Yeah. Because right now I'm realizing as I'm older and I'm a little wiser, I'm like, damn, I could learn so much from my grandparents. Mm. Well, damn. Right. The two live up in North Carolina, and my grandma lives down in Hollywood, which luckily she's moving up to Vero, oh. but I'm not in Vero anymore. Yeah, no. I'm no. over here. Yeah.
0: I think when we get back from vacation, I want to have a conversation with, um, you know those <clears throat> meals I used to get, uh, rebuilt meals? Yeah. Um, The guy who built it, uh, Chandler, Uh he I didn't realize this, but he sold Rebuilt Meals and him and his girlfriend bought a trailer and they're Ah. now just like traveling around the world. That's dope. Because, What's
1: the long term plan? I
0: don't know. Like I just saw it on social media That's the other day. Really cool. And I was like, holy crap, we've got to get him on the podcast. Yes. Because I was like, cause he had because I remember when I first started working with him a few years ago, um, he told me that in his life, he's built up a couple of businesses, sold them, and was like, I want to just do something else. And he's always had that sort of like entrepreneurial, like, I just want to live my best life. And I'm like, wow, to not be tethered to anything. I find that so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we're going to have to have him on um, after we get back from vacation. But I do want to shift gears real quick oh. on the podcast, because I feel like over the past couple of days, um, we've been bringing up lots of different memories uh, from the past with Holly and I. And I felt like we could not go on vacation without giving this person their due justice in defending themselves.
3: Oh yay! Oh, wow.
0: And also I want to promote the project that they're working on now. Yeah. So please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Steven Kramer.
1: Wow. Yayo.
2: Okay, I love how you guys clap now because for the past what five years on this podcast, all you've done is shit on me constantly. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. that's How we do?
0: Hey, but you it know, goes... I I feel like whenever we tell a story from the past, though, we always follow it up with. He's
1: but great. He's, he's been been doing <laughs> so well. <Yeah. laughs> so you, really
2: you literally proud. will sit there and you'll spend like ten minutes just telling the most horrid stories about me. The things like I think you know that I'm listening, so you're like shit. If he listens, he's going to get a feelings hurt. Let me just say, like, well, baby, I'm he's different now. He's changed. He's a new person. <laughs> but
0: he was a real dick back then, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. So, well, before we get to the dickish part, <laughs> uh, um, now I do, I wanted to say, though, because I've been watching you, and we chatted a, a little bit, on how you have taken a whole shitty situation to where you were at the top of your game in San Diego and I believe Mm -hmm. we talked about it on the show on the podcast when it happened because we were like how crappy is this that you are just at the top of your game there is nothing wrong and then you just get let go yeah and I saw that uh this morning when I woke up you posted that you got like your last check Uh, From the previous company you used to work with and now you're just on your own, which would normally and I'm sure it's very scary. But your podcast, though, that you have been doing has just exploded. How's that going?
2: Well, I, I, it's probably, honestly, it's probably radio karma because (laughs) most most of the stories that Holly reminds me how terrible I am, I'm probably, it it was, it was my own, it was my own karma coming back at me. Mm. Um, I, no, it's, it's weird because life, you just never know. I, I, I never expected to get fired. I mean, literally when I got let go, I was. We were like a number one show. i just gotten this, this big ratings bonus and everything oh. was just seemed like it aligned. Yeah. Right. But uh it's and like because I listen to you guys all the time now, and Holly and I actually I think align more than ever now when we're getting to all this like spirituality stuff and
1: <laughs> isn't that weird? Like how
2: <laughs> It's really <freaking> weird. Weird <laughs> is that
1: <laughs> We're like on the same damn page now. Like, why couldn't that happen about a decade ago? Whatever. You
2: know. We would have had the most calm Zen morning show because it'd been so boring. I think how boring that would have been, right? Like, uh, no fun at all. No. So, I mean, I always say this. I actually just did another podcast the other day, and he, he was asking me the same question of, like, how, like, how did you plan this? And oh, I can't imagine all the, all the, the, you know, the thought process that must have gone into this. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I Mm. literally feel like this podcast is doing me, which sounds weird, but go with me. Nice. I feel like, like, (laughs) like, I, I, I have no idea how it happened. I have no idea how it became so successful, but I'm just kind of going with it because it's been such a crappy couple of years. So i well, like, yeah, this is fine.
1: But I it's think you're fine. not giving yourself enough credit because you are good at a lot of different things that can lead to uh, the success of this podcast. So you're really good at the art of marketing and teasing and, All that stuff on the back end. You can do digital stuff like you're a graphic design wizard like you have all these skills that when you put the put them all together it gives you something that you don't feel like is anything of your doing but you're actually secretly really good at this stuff. So I just feel like you don't give yourself enough credit.
2: I think it's because for so many years uh, we as radio personalities have just been told are made to feel like, well, you know, you're replaceable. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're not mm-hmm. you're not that good. Like what right. like right. what skills do you really have? You right. Know, like, right. Oh yeah, I feel like that on like the other. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But then you you kind of take control of the situation and you're like, Okay, well I, I don't know that I necessarily need this tower in the sky mm. to get the same kind of product out there. So, I mean, I literally just dove in. I'm three and I'm a half months into it. Uh, I've made about $14 from the whole thing, but <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason you need a to tower is to get a paycheck. But if you don't mind being poor, mm. uh, it's really it's really fun to do a podcast.
0: What do you think has been the biggest challenge in doing a daily podcast by yourself well you do it with your mom because it's called certified mama's boy Um, what's been the biggest challenge in doing it
2: uh well when your co-host is your mom who has no (laughs) (laughs) no no training whatsoever
1: but she's so sweet though this is like the world's (laughs) sweetest lady Mm -hmm.
2: like just getting the getting the technology right every day it literally is a text conversation we record about two in the afternoon and it's literally like me being, like, "Hey, mom, you ready?" And she's like, "Yep." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." Send so you the email. She's like, "I didn't get it." I'm like, "Mom, I sent it. Check again." She's like, "I didn't get it." I'm like, "Check again." She's like, "Okay, I got it." Let me log in. I can't log in. Like, what's the password? Like, well, it's literally about 15 minutes just, just to get the the technology part of it right. Uh, but honestly, it's it's uh, I don't know. It's so much different. I mean, you guys, I'm sure you guys feel it from doing your uncensored podcast. Like, I don't listen to your radio show because right. I feel like the The difference, the authenticity, but I'm sure your listeners of this podcast feel the same way. Like what they get on here is so much different than what they get on the radio. Oh, yeah. We
0: see it in the comments all the time of people that are like, I feel like I get to know the real you on the podcast. And I'm always like, well, that is by design because you can't get to know someone in three and four minute bursts and then two Ariana Grande and (laughs) Harry Styles songs like it, hold on, I will tell you this crazy thing that happened in my life after I play five minutes of commercials. Like, no one talks like that in real life, and so it is entertainment, but I feel like the podcast is where you truly get to know our innermost thoughts and feelings.
2: But why do you think it, uh, you guys would actually be, because I have good people to ask this, because I found myself the other day, I'm, I'm like recording this national idea of a show uh like a radio show and so i hopped on and did this test show with two other radio people oh. and i found myself instantly hopping back into like everybody you know, <laughs> wacky, like I haven't done that shit in months yeah. but for some reason when you get a bunch of radio people in a room right. all of a sudden it's just the i don't even know what it brings out in us but it brings out like the worst the yuck, yuck. character of us the yuck yuck of of everything like why do we do that
1: probably been it's been ingrained in us yeah. that's how you do uh, top 40 radio or, or whatever radio mm-hmm. i think it's been ingrained
0: well and i think too that we have a hard time as radio people unlike other entertainers in being truly authentically ourselves because i mean we learn from the very beginning of be yourself plus 10 percent which is true yeah but I do feel like when you look at someone who, like Howard Stern, for example, like I never listen to his older stuff, but I every now and then when he has like a good interview, I'll pop in and listen. And I notice, and I think he's even said this in interviews, that like he's just a calm dude who's very curious about people, and that's what makes his interviews so interesting. Mm-hmm. Whereas back then, he felt like I had to be a character. I had to right. say the most exciting things. Yeah. And so I feel like for us, and we'll transition a little bit into like what we used to do back in the day, is we always thought, and what radio people think is, in order for people to be interesting, interested in us— we have to say the craziest. We have to be the loudest. We've got to yell. We've got to be well, Then talk about that, the most outrageous things.
1: There's ratings on the yeah. other line. Yeah, Right. And well, people are true. telling you, you better keep people listening or there will be no ratings and you will not be paid and you will be fired. Right. Yeah. So it's like we were trained like monkeys to be like, oh, my God, look at me.
0: Right. And it's like, right.
1: that's, that's what you do. That's why we have to do it this way. And you have to have a shtick and you have to like – pull people in and then also it takes a long time to develop a personality Mm -hmm. so if you you're talking about uh doing like something with other radio people you it's like you only have one shot you better make it count right and you don't have time to build up a personality Mm -hmm. what's your funniest go right right Mm. well i
2: think what 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 people that you don't realize because people think we just kind of come in a room and talk and that's it but like what you're doing behind the scenes is they're like, okay, well here's your character. This is what you are, right, mm-hmm. Miguel? You're uh, you're gay and you're wacky and you're zany and Kramer. You're a dick and you're married and so everything you think about kind of comes through that funnel. You're like, well, oh, shit, I got to be a dick today. Right. I mean, we're doing the the St. Jude marathon, but I still got to be a dick. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah. Don't know. Yeah.
2: It's true. How to be me? I mean, honestly, it's taken me months just to learn how to be me in front of a microphone and it's Mm. been the weirdest thing like even just to say my real name and like not have extreme anxiety of like people being like figuring it out i don't know but i say this a lot too and i don't know if you guys agree to it that like we all hated ourselves so much that it was kind of nice to be somebody else would you agree with that theory like to to be this radio personality that was so beloved, and because all of us kind of came from a similar background of not yeah. being the like the coolest, the most popular, and everything else. And to me, at least, and what I've talked to a couple different radio friends about, it's just nobody in radio is cool. Like, you have to realize that. Right. There's not one cool person
0: No, <laughs> oh my God, I'm the most boring, crotchety person ever that I feel like I always had to let the best parts of myself shine through. But I think as I've gotten older and... Uh, And especially, I think what's really helped is having Scott on the show, because I always felt like I needed to be like that shiny beacon of positivity, (laughs) which, hey, guess what? Humans are complex and they're complicated. And so whenever we would have these conversations of who is your character, Miguel? Well, I'm positive and I'm happy go lucky. But I also don't like to talk to people a lot. I also like to be alone by myself, and I don't like to do a lot of things. But, like, we can't talk about that because people won't like you. They won't gravitate towards you.
1: They want two character descriptions. Right. You got to fit in that box. And I will say to your point about, you know, we sort of hated ourselves, I don't know for me if it was hate so much as – I had no idea who I was. Yes. Pirouid. I agree with right. that. I had no right. idea. I mean, I came from a country radio background doing midday. So all I'm doing is saying, seg- you know, Kenny Chesney to Toby Keith. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't even like country. So I had to pretend that I did for a long time until I started to like it. But then moving down to Florida and trying to adapt, I was like huge culture shock for me. Not only that, because I was, you know, g- going into the South mm-hmm. and I didn't know it. Right. Um, I just I didn't. I was so young, I had no idea who I was, what I stood for, and the things that I did think I stood for, or who I was, I didn't fucking know, I had no idea, so we were like literally just doing the best we could.
2: Yeah, It could have just been like a thing of our 20s, I mean we kind of grew up on the radio in some pretty formative years, and so maybe that's just my... Everyone could go through that, but we just did it kind of in front of everybody. But So I do a segment. It's a nice little plug for me. Uh, every Wednesday, I'll do a segment called A Moment Kramer History. And what I do is literally go through the archives of our Panama City show, me, Holly, and Miguel, and Mandy. And, like, I look back and I listen to back to some of this stuff, and I'm like –
1: can i do a quick aside because we did um steven what do we do a couple was it how long ago a couple weeks ago we talked about that the death of intern jeremy
2: yes yes like we go ahead
1: well i was just gonna say i tried to explain it to scotty like that same week and i'm like so here's kind of what we did and the more i'm saying it the more i was like I don't even want yeah. to be telling this story. <laughs>
2: like, why? Like, yeah. Like, just, there's so many stories that, like, do not translate. Most of the stories don't translate well at all. Like, mm-hmm. they just, they don't, they did not, they did not pass, like, the border of 2016. Nope. Like, everything, it, just, it was very early, uh, late, what, 20s, 2000s, I mean. it just. Yeah. I mean, Scott, imagine, imagine, I, I just want to know what Scott would say. Like, imagine that Holly and Miguel come to you, and they're like, okay, listen, like we, we really need to get some ratings. So what we're going to do is we're just going to go on Instagram and oh we're going to do a black and white photo of you. Okay. And we're going to be like, RIP Scott. Oh my all god! Do, all you have to do <laughs> is go sit in your, in your house the whole weekend, but don't worry my money. is going to be cleared up. Don't tell your family. No. We're just going to act like don't you died. It's no big deal. Oh my like, what, uh. what would you have said? Would you have done it? Cause I feel like some people are like, so gung ho about radio, they would just go along with it. But, like, what would your reaction be in 2020 about that? Oh, my.
3: I think if it was right now, absolutely not. Because yeah. I could see right away, like, my grandma and grandpa would be like, oh, my God. <laughs> and my mom would be yeah. driving over here to St. Uh, Pete, freaking Jesus. out. That would just be dangerous for everybody. That would be da- dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like,
1: would the police not be involved? Like, what the actual hell?
2: Actually, I- Holly, that's a good point. Why did no like, authority. Contact us and be like, I don't think we. That's we a heard good of it. question.
0: Why didn't y'all hear from the police?
1: Well, you know what? Our time was not too long before we did hear from the police later about <laughs> another bit. So it's whatever. But like, yes, I don't know, and I my only reasoning for that is because social media wasn't as big then, yeah. and it right. was. I'm pretty sure we were talking about MySpace. So.
0: Yeah, because that was before I got there. So, because I, I remember being right. in Savannah and seeing that on y'all's MySpace and being like, wait, what happened to this Jeremy kid? What's Nobody answered you? Or did you? Jeremy. No, yeah. no, no, no. And it wasn't until I actually got there a few months later and y'all were like, guess what we did? Oh, it was so funny. And I was like, ooh, that is ooh. Yeah. Oh, the things we did, the things we did. Well, I I know
2: that they, literally, they they make me seem like the world's biggest villain. Uh, I don't think there's been a a positive story told about me on this podcast ever.
1: Now, hold Uh, on. There (laughs) may have been one. There was that time. Yeah. Could have been a... No, it wasn't. I don't think
0: it was. You gave me that shirt when we did our first photo shoot together as a morning Aww. show. But you never let me forget that you gave me the shirt. But you gave me the shirt because I didn't have any nice shirts, so that was nice. Didn't he also
1: give you some, like, bedroom furniture but then oh. kept asking for the money back and you never gave the money back? Did Miguel ever pay you for those drawers and the mattress? Oh!
2: Oh, God. No. no. Uh-uh. Oh how did God. I even start? I don't even remember how that story started, but it was something. Did I, did I give it to you, or did I give you money for it, or how did that work? No, no, I don't even
0: remember. So it was when we lived together, because Kramer and I lived together for about two months when I graduated college um, in Savannah. And then that May we moved in together, and then in August you got the job in Panama City. And you were like, well, I'm going to buy new stuff when I get there. And so you gave me, I think, like your mattress and like a desk and uh, the side tables or whatever. And so then like a year and a half later, I moved to Panama City and we're doing the show together. And I don't remember exactly how it came up, but I just remember because I remember my mom called me after that because she was listening and she was like, I'm going to call him. I'm going to how dare he. (laughs) I don't remember what we were talking about, but I just remember you were like, we were on the air and you were like, like, who gave you that desk? Who gave you that side yeah. table? Do who that. gave you? I
1: do I do remember And that. I was
0: like, yikes. You did. Yeah. You did. And then it was like that. I think then you realize how far it, got, it had gone. It had
1: gotten a little too
0: awkward. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah. and then literally it was just like, all right, well, coming up next, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Holly's got the uh, e-buzz.
2: Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's not even the worst. I, Holly, this story goes back before you. Back in college. I remember. (laughs) You you know where this is going. I know. Yep. Yep. Miguel and I have been friends since college. We met, and you were, I think, a year younger than me,
0: right? Yeah. This was like like 05, 06.
2: Yeah. And so Miguel comes up to the radio station. He's all bright eyed and bushy tail, all so excited to get into radio. And I'm all excited about radio. We've become good friends. And he. Uh, I think, what, 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 did we all go see a movie? Is that what it was, Miguel?
0: Yeah, because I was doing the night show, and you were like, why don't y'all take the night off? There's, like, it was maybe, like, Saw or something, one of those movies that it was, like, a scary movie that everyone in college wanted to go see. And you were like, well, I'll pay for everyone's tickets, and then you'll just pay me back so we can get in and get a seat. And so Mm -hmm. Kramer paid for all of our tickets. It was like three of us. We went to go see the movie. Everything was fine. And then it was like, I didn't see you or I didn't have money or something. But like, we didn't, it was me and my co-host at the time, Jamie Lynn. And what was,
2: what did the movie ticket cost back then? Five bucks? Yeah, it was probably,
0: yeah, five, six dollars. And I remember being in class and getting a text from Kramer that was like, if I don't have my money by 5 o'clock, y'all are not going on the radio.
3: What? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh.
2: I was like. Literally, like, I will come up there, and I will shut the transmitter off. If you withhold my payments any longer— <laughs>
1: <my>. <laughs> and like by the way how old were you at that point
2: uh i mean what uh 19 20 19, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. so
1: 19 year old kid gonna just keep somebody else that's also a student <laughs> yeah. and you can go shut the transmitter off okay okay I mean,
2: that's, that's the problem with college radio was literally they gave a, a, a bratty ass 19 year old uh, the ability to go shut down an FM transit, you know, it's like, what? Why is that even an option? I don't even know why. Now, You'd give me that kind of
0: power. This is what I'm curious about. So, like, we laugh about these situations back then, but I mean, like, honestly, back then, like, we were all just in this big threesome of crazy back then. What do you? Well, th- yeah, because you know what? Hang on, let me let me pause you for one second. Oh, and oh, oh, come <laughs> on, Stephen Kramer, tell me, honey. <laughs> I, (laughs) you you
2: don't hear those stories on the podcast. You don't hear about the three crazy people. All you hear about is the one crazy guy that's not in the room.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) Did you not hear my story the other day from when I slammed down a stool and then slammed the doors in a a fit of rage? Did you not also grasp that I told that story? It's fine.
2: (laughs) I, I mean, I was by far the king of crazy. Um, but I don't want anyone listening to this podcast thinking that these two little innocent bystanders <laughs> were just, <laughs> just, just sitting there, just just, just taking, their, taking their punishment.
0: I mean, I feel like I was the sanest person out of everyone in really? the room back then. No, you I'm were just the saying, best at
1: covering it up. Yeah, I'm
0: about to say, like, I just didn't like confrontation. You just so. did
1: not ever get pushed yeah. so far to have an outburst. That's no, why. no, because my— no outburst for Miguel.
0: No, because it takes me a very, 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 very long time to finally get to that point. Um— but I'm curious, though, like, what do you think led you to be that person? Because obviously you've grown so much since then. What do you think was the motive or what, what made you make those sort of decisions back then?
2: I mean, I... Uh... I I don't know why I made them. I think I just got tired of fighting. (laughs) (laughs) I think I got all my, like, lifetime of fights out in, like, the first, like, you know, first 25 years of my life. Mm. I mean, I think it was a lot of different things. I think that I had something to prove. And, I mean, actually, I was going to ask this question, too, about – because what I'm hearing now through listening to your podcast is – this common theme of like oh miguel gets kind of bossy sometimes and miguel is this now miguel when i knew him, miguel was not bossy like miguel was very much the people pleaser he would never boss anybody around so what i'm kind of curious is and holly you, you would know this best is how has miguel changed since mm-hmm. now he is kind of the the ringleader and has to kind of make sure that everything goes smooth how has his personality changed when it comes to leading the group
1: huge change i mean Mm. like 180 from miguel fuller that existed in like 2008 just Mm. not the same person much like none of us are the same person and i mean Mm -hmm. if i had to take a psychological profile on you steven to do a quick detour Mm. i mean you were very young the lead of this show was put on you and so and by the way, we had no guidance. Right. And I've said no. this before, like Chris Allen was kind of young himself and had also been sort of through a bender or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's not like leading the charge. He mm-hmm. He's let us do what we wanted. Y'all, we
2: literally killed our intern on the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Okay. And didn't get any sort of repercussion or, like, reprimand for that. Right. And we we
2: became the number one show in that city. Like,
1: what? Yeah. 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 So the more success we had, the more it reinforced that you were doing the right thing. And I think it was Mm. a lot of stuff. And you have to look back at... And now that I'm so like psychologically aware, you have to look back at what had happened to you as you grew up, and like who you were as a kid and a teenager, and all this other stuff, and any other sort of mental issues that you may have been working through that you didn't even know about. Right. So,
2: well, I I think I was never told no. I right. mean, it'd be, mm. another plug for my podcast. I mean, my mom literally is the nicest woman right. on the face of the earth. Yes, she is. And I think that was like the first time yeah. that. I was in control and I wasn't used to people saying no to me and I wasn't used to, and I had so much pressure to get it right. Like I knew exactly the show I wanted to put on and I knew that like, I I wasn't good at like trusting anyone else to get it done just the way I wanted it to get done. So instead of, and I didn't know how to manage, I'm 24 years old. You don't know how to manage people. Especially
1: when you've never been told no. And this is when I knew Even then, this is when I knew that it wasn't that we were in trouble because the very first time, and I think this may have even been before Miguel came down, um, but your mom came to visit. And in Mm -hmm. my, and things had only started to get kind of rocky between us. And I was just like, oh, good. Whew. His mom is coming down. You know, I've heard a lot about Southern boys and their mamas and- Mm. They're not about to, like, you know, say anything crazy in front of their mom. So I was really excited, A, to meet her, and B, because I felt like, you know, you'd be super calm and whatnot when your mom was there.
2: Oh, um,
0: God.
1: Not the case. Oh, so
0: I've never heard this story. Ms. Nancy oh. comes down.
1: Oh. Yeah, you know, uh. Holly, Holly can
2: remember. I, I mean, honestly, I had her on the other day. I'm like, I don't know how you remember All these terrible things that I did, (laughs) because I don't even remember them.
1: Because they were traumatic for me, Stephen. That's Mm, why they sunk in my memory. What's traumatic to me was, like, non-memorable for you, and that's just how it works. And, like, some of the—you know how you guys remember way more uh, stuff about radio and particular bits and, like— Places sure. and things, and I don't remember so much of that stuff. It must not have been that memorable b- b- to me at the time. Mm. So, like, you remember what really sticks with you, right. or sure. makes you sure. feel something. Mm. So, I remember when sure. Ms. Nancy came down, mm. and I was like, "Oh, Steve is gonna get his his car. Hi.
3: And
1: like, <laughs> the first thing that I knew was that like, your I don't remember I don't remember exactly what, but like, she came in the studio, and I was like, "Hey." and like she was like hello you know how she's just so nice Mm -hmm. and you were like mom I'm so busy right now and I was like Like, I I felt like the air got sucked out of the room I was like oh shit he just told (laughs) off his mama and of course in the sweetest possible way she's like I'm so sorry baby I'll just wait out here and I was like we are in trouble S.O.S. his own mother doesn't even have control Jesus and so that's when I realized you, you had never been told no. And that's just, that's just how it is, because your mom is like the most gentle, kind-hearted woman. And so, right. um, and I believe 100% that's what it is, is that no one ever, you know, confronted you or, or had, you know, given you pushback on anything. So when I did, it was almost like, Who is this bitch? Like, what? Who is this bitch from Ohio thinks she is? Mm. And, I mean, I didn't know anything about doing a radio show, but I knew, you know, just in a human capacity that I didn't like something that was going on. I'm going to voice it. And you were like, that's not how that works. So mm. it's just,
2: right. they, that's, that's cute. That's, that's a thing. Right. Thanks for trying. Exactly.
1: And I was just so confused. And so, um, I think those were some of the seeds that, that had been planted that gave us this, this rocky history.
0: Wow. And so it was sure. sort of just like destined to be, a, a a, a hard time. Yeah. Um, but I think though too, and I've said this before, Steven to you that, I mean I understand the pressure now that you were under but I think and this is why I've told um Scott this is that like slow your roll and like experience what you're doing now and yeah. learning from my mistakes now because if I were in if, if the roles were reversed and I were in your shoes back then Kramer I probably would have been just as aggressive Uh, because I now see it, how it's like when you have this certain thought in your head about how things are supposed to go. Like when I plan the show every day, in my head, I know exactly how it's supposed to go from A, B, C, D. And then I realize as soon as I hit the on button and we start at 6 a.m., it's never going to go the way I I thought it was. And when I first started hosting back in twenty. uh, thirteen in Panama City. I realized that very quickly when we work with Mandy that like it wasn't ever going to be what I thought because it
1: was because it's a living, breathing thing. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely.
0: But yeah. then because I had the fortune of starting hosting when I was twenty nine, as opposed to twenty three, you had
1: already had experience,
0: right? I was like, all right, well, cool. Like if you know Holly doesn't get the tease, or Scott doesn't have the audio, or I hit the wrong button, it's not the end of the world. But when you're 23 and you have all of that on your shoulders, yeah. you
1: think it is the end of right, the Right. And you're
0: like, holy shit, Holly, where the fuck was that tease? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm <laughs> acting I'm acting
2: like we're on, like you know, we're like CNN Atlanta. And, like, you know, we just talked <laughs> the presidential address over here. Pretty much. Right. Meanwhile, we literally may have had a total of like 47 people listening and like the world's smallest market. But to yeah. me, it could not have been more important. Like right. that, that, that tease being fucked up. I mean, literally, I was so controlling that I wouldn't even let Holly write her own teases. I was like, no, no, these are all terrible. And I think she (laughs) probably just got tired of me being like, that was terrible. Yeah. And then so she was just like, okay, fine. Like, just fucking write the teas, and I'll just fucking read
1: the teas. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, not, that did help, by the way, because I didn't know how to write teases. But like, when I would try, you'd be like, no, that's terrible. So I was just like, you know what? Just, why don't you do it? So I get there early to like get all my shit together, and then I would have to like give you all the shit and be like, just write teases, please.
3: But yeah. you didn't write them. Yeah. I had
1: to like dictate. So like, you would like be saying it out loud, and I'm trying to type as fast as I could. And I'd be like, wait, I missed a word. And you're like, God, I can't slow down. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, I, I don't
2: have time for this right now. I know. I've so got I'm to like, put on this major market morning show yeah, for, for so, this, so I'm like trying to type in
1: shorthand as fast as I could. I was like, did the pretty spirit Oh! So, but that helped me write teases. So I've always, I always credit you with helping me become a better teaser. And then everybody's like, oh, Holly's so good at teases. I'm like, no, I'm not. Y'all, shut the fuck up. I know the truth. I know I'm terrible. Y'all lying ass bitches. Sorry, I'm swearing a lot today. But anyway, like, that's all right. So, but I give you credit for people. At least falsely or not thinking that I'm a good tease writer, so it, it helps. Well,
2: here's what I here's what I say, and this and this is like a bigger a bigger picture thing. This is not just a, you know, a me or a Holly or a Miguel or even you listening. Like <sighs> looking at even bigger pictures of like let's just say uh, uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart ten years ago said something that nowadays is totally racist or inappropriate mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. I, I always have the same comment every time to that, which is if you don't look back on yourself and I'm embarrassed mm. of things you said or did 10 years ago, then you're probably not growing fast enough as a person. Just period, mm. you know? Right. You're right. you're still the same asshole you were 10 years ago. Yeah, then. like have so, you
1: grown at all?
2: I, You know, when I sit here and I, I am, I'm berated on this podcast, I really like – there's a part of me, though, that smiles about that because I – I am happy. I can't imagine any of us acting the way that especially me that we did mm. back in the day. We're all completely different human beings. Like even just watching you guys grow up. Right. You know, like right. we are all such different humans and such better humans than we were mm. 10 years ago. Scott, you're still an asshole, but it's okay.
3: You it. <laughs> yeah, I feel really, yeah. Uh, you got
2: time.
1: That's all right. Be an <laughs> asshole now no. while you have time because okay. you can't pull that off when you're, when you're 30-something. Oh,
0: good. No. no. Yeah, yeah, right. Because right. then it's just embarrassing at that point. Yikes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. It's totally true. So what do you think, if you have to look back, like if you could go back and tell Steven, who walked out of that radio station in January when you were let go, and now we're sitting here seven months later. What would you tell him?
2: Uh, you gonna you're gonna be okay, but you just gonna be a little broke for a while. Like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yep. uh, you got you're gonna be all right. Like you're gonna get through it, but like, you mm. know, that mortgage is gonna come up. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's good you save that money, <laughs> especially in a California, girl. Because oh. you're
2: probably going to need it. I mean, I don't. My a really quick backstory of uh, Holly and I have very similar similar stories in the sense that like our our last three or four years have been just. Yet.
1: I it's mean, just been one thing after a damn another and it almost gets and, and, to be embarrassing because how many times can you go out and be like i'm having a rough time guys and people are like still <laughs> jesus
2: right i know like you almost feel bad i mean actually i can miguel i we can laugh about this now because it's kind of funny but i would have i would have conversations with miguel about radio maybe five six years ago and i'd be like man i kind of feel bad because like there's nothing really to, to feel bad about my character for. Because in radio, you always want to like show your vulnerable side, right? right and be able right. to like open up the hard experiences. I never had a fucking hard experience mm-hmm. to open up about ever. Like There was oh, never yeah. a time mm-hmm. that anybody should ever feel bad for me or be able to relate to me because my life was so fucking perfect. Um, and then, yeah, so then I went through a divorce and just some other like, stuff I've never even talked about yet. That has mm. just happened over the last three years. A job loss, and a divorce, and it's just been crazy, crazy, crazy. I think what these kind of things do for you, like, if when I finally did lose my job, and again, we'll talk about, like, complete shock. I was sitting there actually being, uh, talk about being a dick. I was sitting there talking to my co-host, because we knew the company was making cuts. We could mm-hmm. see it, like, coming across the country, right? Mm-hmm. And... She looked at me. She's like, you're not worried for you, are you? And I was like, no,
1: like all these
2: other dummies, like,
1: like I'm, I'm a little bit up. worried about this guy over here.
2: Yeah. I mean, I literally was naming names of people. I thought they, they could fire in the building and it wouldn't matter. Oh, my God. Um, wow. Yeah, truly. I really I was like, well, maybe this person or maybe this person, but not us. Like, uh, we're the best. We're good. Um, uh so it was humbling. But mm. I um <laughs> I think what happens is that you do go through I couldn't have had this insight, but I think when I did get let go in January, I didn't have to tell myself anything looking back. I still have the same mindset of like mm. you're you're gonna be fine. Yeah, like this right. is gonna be an obstacle that you're gonna you're gonna it's gonna suck and from it though. Something really cool is going to come. I thought when I got divorced back in 2018, I literally thought I was going to die. Mm. There were so many days where I felt suicidal. I just, I didn't want to do it anymore. Like, I thought that literally was going to be the death of me. But through that now three, almost two and a half year transformation, I've become such a happier, healthier, wholer person. Like one that that person, you know, that thought they were so happily married could never have imagined becoming. So wow. I have to look at it the same way of yeah, it's gonna suck and there's gonna be speed bumps and you're gonna be broke as fuck. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're gonna be you're gonna be selling t-shirts uh, just to you know just to try like... to make ends meet. But I've never honestly felt more creative.
0: Mm.
2: I mean probably since the Panama City days. I, like my creativity, my hustle, my drive, it's like bringing all that stuff out of me that I kind of felt like I, ha- I was losing a little bit, and so I, I guess I, I didn't quite see that coming, mm. but just knowing that, like, when you do go through these hard times, from my experience, everything that I thought was going to be the worst thing ever has really brought out other qualities of me that's made me just a bigger, better person.
1: Damn proud of you i'm really proud of you because that's true across the board yeah and i'm really proud to see that you've come through the hard stuff enough to see that perspective
2: right well i can tell you i want i want to brag on holly uh for just one second because and i get so many comments on one of the episodes that i did for my podcast it's episode six if you want to go listen to it i'm certified mom's boy plug um (laughs) i (laughs) get the man girl (laughs) I remember that it was shortly after my divorce. Now, after my divorce, I also, I, I kind of went through this crazy, uh, crazy, I think everyone that does, you kind of lose your mind for a second. And I decided to go out and I did Molly for the first time. Oh. And it, it literally, this that's episode number, I don't know, just look it up. <laughs> um, so I did, I did Molly for the first time and some people's bodies can't handle any kind of uh, illicit drugs. Even, like, with weed. Like, weed even makes me feel a little uncomfortable. So, like, doing Molly, which, for those who don't know, is kind of like ecstasy. It is, uh, yeah. It, I mean, it fucked me up. Basically, long story short, I uh, went through a, it took me about 14 months for my brain to recover its serotonin level. So, I went into this terrible, deep, dark depression. And this was right after, this was two months after my wife had left so I'm in this mm. I mean I literally go to work I fake a smile for a couple hours just to be hey everybody I hop back in the radio person don't worry it's always in you um, and then I come home and just lay in bed and I remember one day I'm laying here in bed and it's so bad like it's so bad and all of a sudden I get a, a text from Holly and she shared this article with me about the the waves of grief and mm. It's, Holly, have you ever shared it before?
1: Yeah, I, I shared it with one other friend who was going through, you know, and what's funny is that it's actually for people going through the grieving process of death. Mm, like if right. someone close to them dies— but in my experience, when you go through a divorce, you are going through the grieving process of a death and that is sure. the death of that relationship. And that might be for a breakup or a divorce or whatever the case may be. So I've shared that with you and I've shared it with another friend who was going through a divorce as well.
2: I uh, It really resonated with me because I just realized that like, it, cause I, I was feeling that I was definitely feeling like I'd have a good day, but then like this big wave would come, you know, it would just like, like knock me over where I mm. felt like never going to get back up. This is going to be awful. But there's that idea resonated with me and I, I needed that so bad in that moment. So now fast forward, what, two years later, I've now shared that on my podcast, That that story. Mm. And so many people have been like, oh my gosh, no matter what the grieving process that you're going through uh, it's it meant a lot to a lot of people. So I thank you for that. Like, wow. we've all kind of been there for one another. I know you hear all these stories. We're so crazy. We're all yelling and shit, blah, blah, blah. Like, Miguel and Holly have been there for me through thick and thin. Like, good days, bad days. I'm a dick. They still show up. I go to the radio station. I say, we're all quitting. They say, no, we're not. We get in this huge fight.
1: <laughs> and then we still come in the, <laughs> the next fucking
2: day. Yeah. They're, they're genuinely the nicest like most authentic human beings that I've ever, friendships, anything, like family members, they really are my family. They're amazing, good people. And so I know it was a crazy time, but I'm so thankful for you two just as life. I wouldn't have even been in morning radio if it wasn't for Miguel. I was, remember Miguel, we were in Savannah, and Mm -hmm. they offered me this shitty little job in in Panama City, Florida. And I'm like, I'm not going. There's no way I'm going. Miguel's like, you got to go do it.
0: I remember and like, okay, that.
2: Okay, fine. And, and it's just like it set me on this trajectory. So I'm all I will always say that I'm so thankful for you guys, and then apologize profusely for all the different things I've
1: done to you. <laughs> it's okay. It's oh, okay. please believe
0: it. I'll be hanging that over your head until we're dead. Oh, um, oh I know. Well,
1: but, I'm really, by the way, I'm really glad that you got that out of it because I never know how it's going to hit, yeah. uh, but it. It helped me so much because there was a time in my life when I was going through um, a heartbreak and I felt like I was dying. Mm. Like, I just felt like I couldn't breathe. Mm. And I, I think I've talked about this maybe on the podcast before. But at the time that I was going through the heartbreak, it felt like I had an Open wound in my chest mm. that could not close, and my right. life force was pouring out of it. Mm.
0: Right. And
1: it was just brutal. And so when I came across that article that I sent you, it gave me hope. Like, okay, so this describes what I'm feeling. Maybe I will continue to go through the rest of the thing and feel okay on the other end. And I did. Like we all do. Yeah. But in the moment, you you don't know that because you know you're what like a float.
0: Do you remember what the name of the article is? In case someone's listening that wants to. It's like no, but but I oh. I can direct you to the certified monologue oh. podcast episode number. Two. Uh, yes. I love it. Um, I, I do want to say though that
1: I'll find know, it and we'll put it somewhere. Oh
0: uh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, you can always hit Holly up at Radio Holly on her Insta. And she can uh, slide it to you. Or uh, is it still the Steve Kramer on Insta? No,
2: I'm that guy Kramer again. I brought the that guy Kramer brand back.
0: But, ah, that guy Kramer. Um. But like it's sort of in talking about how like we're a family, even all through all these years later, you know, like you're one of those people that like if something in like my radio world is like upsetting me or I don't I can't focus or I don't know, like you're the first person I call because I still look up to you like you when I got to college at Georgia Southern from my two year school. And I was like, I just want to do radio. I want to do radio. Like, and you were the guy that was interning at a real radio station in Savannah. You were running our student radio station. So I've always looked up to you. Like, to me, you're always that person who I may not agree with you all the time. But, like, to me, you always have the answers. Like, Mm. that's how I've always looked up to you. I look up to Holly as, like, you always have the answer if I don't know. And I've always been so appreciative that in my radio journey, I've always had that to fall back on if I'm in a tough spot or I have a decision to make and I don't know which way to go. I know that if I call one of you, that's sort of like my, 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 my Northern light. That's my guiding light. So thank you for that. Well,
2: I appreciate you saying that. Uh, the, uh, the best thing with Miguel because Miguel are such radio nerds. Like, I always know it's going to be good because we always start the text conversation with girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, that's, like, that's all it says. And that's when I know there's going to be some radio gossip about to happen. I'm like, oh, tell me everything.
0: Yeah. I love that tea. I love it. All right. Well, we got to get out of here because our vacation starts as soon as we end this and it's time to go. It's time to go.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm ready. Kramer. What do you guys wait? What are you guys doing for vacation? What can you even do right now?
0: Uh, I'm going to Buffalo, New York for three days to visit my boyfriend. Um, tropical. What, what, a, what a tropical place. <laughs> it's,
1: it's a balmy 72 degrees
0: there. Listen, yeah. hey, he yeah, was... Wait for you to leave the beach to go to Buffalo, New York. <laughs> yeah. Listen, they, they built a fire pit the other day because it was that cool. Ooh, right. And I was like, listen... We're in that part here in Tampa because Kramer lived here in Tampa with us when we were. You know how
1: hot it gets right now. Like, this is
0: the worst part of the year where, like, no one is outside. And if they are, it's like either early in the morning or late in the evening because around noon, it's just nasty. So I'm ready for it. Plus, I just want to gain more weight and eat pizza. Hollywood, (laughs) you
1: Oh, so I, uh, on a stroke of crazy long story, and here's the long story short uh, interestingness. So, Maya we're off all the of next week. Maya is actually going to Chris's house for the entire week next week. Lord. So mm-hmm. I'm, my ass is going to sit down, have like, you know, wine at like 11 AM some days, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> whatever. And then, um, my person and I are going to Orlando because, um, I know that, you know, COVID is real. Uh, and I almost like feel guilty and also scared saying this out loud, but when, like, going to a hotel this day is really low risk. And so we're right. just going to a hotel to, like, not be around somebody's parents mm. because there's always someone's freaking parents right there. Right. And so we're just going away from people and we're just going to sit at this hotel and sit by the pool and that's it. Mm. So that's what we're doing. That, that
2: sounds that sounds lovely. I will say, let me say the last thing. I know you guys are ready to get out of there. My favorite thing about this podcast ever is when Holly did get divorced and she was going through all of her crazy, like make out with like, <laughs> like <laughs> twenty year olds, and so I really, I really, genuinely, as a listener, miss those stories. Yeah,
1: so. I know. Well, actually, If your life could
2: fall apart again, that'd be great. No, no.
1: <laughs> I can't. I, I am not doing that again. I did that in college. I did that when I got to Panama City. I did that when I got divorced. I cannot go through that phase again. So no, y'all, hope so hopefully now. you enjoyed it. It was really it actually was really unfortunate because then once I kind of got together with someone after that was over, I was like, Everybody said that my life is going to be boring now. Like, how horrible was that for him? <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, I know. But yeah, so I can I'm sorry. You're not going to get those stories from me. That's, it's. you know right. what?
0: It's okay. We're in a different phase right now. I've actually I had a salesperson one time tell me here. They were like, y'all had, y'all were just on fire with your stories back when y'all were both it was, single. Man.
2: It was so wild. It was so wild. It was, fun. It was really fun to listen to.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, what, you just left poor Scott out. Scott, what are you doing on vacation?
3: I'm driving up to Virginia, visiting the girlfriend up there. Then I'm going down to a a bachelor party in Vero Beach Woo! for the second half of it. Hell
2: yeah. You know, well, that that yeah. sounds like coronavirus waiting to happen. All right. Like, well, we'll have have Vero has like... Have okay. coronavirus.
3: Uh, <laughs> nah, we'll be all right. There's not many people in Vero, so it's fine. You know
2: what? Like, my, my radio brain just kicked in. Like, if if, if this was still like 2009 or oh something like that, I would, I would do something like everyone would have to take a coronavirus test before you left and then when you got back. Either that or I would make Scott make out with like three different people and do like a... Uh, coronavirus roulette The see if he actually ended up with coronavirus. You absolutely,
1: that not. sounds 100% on brand for Steve Kramer.
0: <laughs> that guy <laughs> Kramer. Coronavirus
1: roulette.
0: Island 106, 720 Monday morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh, plug your uh, podcast real quick. So, it's uh, Certified Mama's Boy,
2: if you're a podcast listener. <laughs> I, actually, I have ho- uh, Holly and Miguel on a lot. So, yeah. uh, if you if you want to hear old clips of us, if you want to like, feel good, it's inspirational, it's awkward, it's life. It's similar to this show, but it's a little bit more feel good because my mom's like the nicest person in the world. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, you know what I can do? Here's what I can do. Um, if you want to hear some episodes of Holly and Miguel, I'll set it up where um, – we actually have a show we did together, and they and Miguel actually did a great podcast on on race back when uh, all the George Floyd stuff happened. So, um, if you text, look at look at, I'm, such, I'm such I a know. Marketer. Look at
0: that. I can I, hear.
1: I told you you're so good at this. I
0: can I'm hear your marketing, marketing brain working in progress. I'm Not good at this, no. right. Scott. This <laughs> like, this, how is how this is how their
2: audience This is how I, I learned how
0: to do a lot of stuff that I do. This is what he's doing right now. This is it. So
2: uh, I'll tell you what. If you'll text the word Tampa, T A M P A to 888-Kramer8. It's 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. I can uh, send you back some of the actual episodes of Holly Miguel on there so you can kind of get familiar with my show.
1: Did you just come up with that right now?
2: I literally
1: just came up with that right now. <laughs> you son of a bitch! Why are you so good at this shit? Oh, I love it. Well,
0: now I mean,
2: how long does it take you guys to post this? Now I got to figure out how to set that up. So
0: okay. yeah, you've got about well, the po- podcast is an hour long, so you got about an hour because literally people are like, well, how long does it take you to edit the podcast? I'm edit. like, girl, as soon as I hit end, it's uploaded. That's about <laughs> it. So so you got an hour until they sc- scrub to the end of the podcast.
1: Yep.
2: okay let me let me hurry then let me go
0: (laughs) awesome all right you have a great week we'll talk to you later all right love you guys see you love you bye holly what's your social media
1: radio holly on instagram tiktok and twitter and on facebook you can just type in holly on hot 1015
3: scott at scott tavlin s-c-o-t-t-t-a-v-l-i-n on instagram tiktok and twitter
0: was that interesting for you hearing us go back in time
3: yeah it's it's cool to see like how y'all are talking about how you grow and I'm like holy crap like I'm going through these things now that in like 10 years I'm gonna be like damn so it's cool it's really cool to realize like it's a reminder to just grasp onto reality that's happening right now in the present to just make sure that you know you are here and you're paying attention to who you are now so down the line you realize how much you've grown
0: right you want to always look towards the future but be present right now in what you're doing I love that Uh, Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Make sure to leave us a review and a rating, please. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, every place where you can listen to a podcast. Even on uh, iHeartRadio app, you can get us there. And we will be back in a week after our vacation. Bye now. Catch
1: up on previous
0: episodes of Miguel and Holly Uncensored now on the Hot 101.5
3: app or on iTunes on your smartphone. It's Miguel and Holly
2: Uncensored. Quarantine edition from Hot 101.5. Made hot by Corona Beer.